Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 87. And before we go any further, I think you hear the number 87. Really, only one player comes to mind if you're if you're a Canadian, if you are American too. Uh, who knows? Maybe this guy haunts your dreams at night. Every July 1st, your social media feeds are just filled with images and, and video of this one specific player. Uh, somebody who is almost exclusively referred to as a nickname that that is heard. Is, is, I think it just like, it's you have the great one and then you have this player's nickname because it's just so common and he's that iconic and that like, dominant in his sport that he just he just has that nickname that that sticks with him because he's the guy and he is sid the kid yeah i was i was trying to like get prepared for a player battle for this episode episode 87 and i was looking through like guys who wore number 87 and obviously this like sid was gonna be one of the like contestants in this player battle that was a no-brainer but i just kept thinking like anybody that we put him up against i don't like there's one guy really, and that's Rob Gronkowski. You kind of brought it up, like shout out Rob Gronkowski. Um, he's another notable guy that wears number 87, but like, I just couldn't see any competition that I personally would give to another guy who wore 87 over Crosby. Like, I just think no matter what it is, Cros like has that mental determination to win anything and everything that he's going to go into. So it doesn't even matter. Like it could be a weightlifting competition and he's going to, he's going to beat Gronk because he wants to win. Like you could, the, the hockey player, Kobe Bryant, and just in in terms of his mental state. Yeah. But like in the most quiet way too, like, he's just like, so nobody knows, but he's, he's just like that. But, like, you could just give him any competition, I think, and he'd just win. Like, honestly, I know Gronk parties really hard and, like, probably, like, I know he's, like, sponsored by a CBD company and probably smokes a lot of weed. But, like, I feel like if you're, like, Sid, like, you gotta, you gotta outsmoke Rob Gronkowski or you gotta outdrink Rob Gronkowski, he'd be like, all right, let's go. Like, you just beat Gronk. Like, you wouldn't care. You just go in private so nobody could see it happen or just like a select group of people and you just drink Gronk under the table and just dump him because he wants to win. at the door so there's no evidence of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. like the rumors he's going around banging uh, Eva Mendez or who is that? Was it the, the hot wife from the other guys? Is that Eva Mendez? Was Cr- Crosby was tied to that? Yeah. Really? One. He's got a he's got a fiance now. I'm pretty sure. I think it's his fiance. But yeah, it is even Mendez. Weird, uh, weird rumors circulating that Sid the Kid was uh, tied to Eva Mendez. Just, just like one of the hottest women on planet Earth, going about his collecting phones at the doors. No evidence. He's just a humble guy like that. Doesn't need the Jeter, the Jeter treatment. Yeah, doesn't need anybody to see his accomplishments. He knows. He's got that internal, uh, intrinsic motivation. Some might say. Yeah, but honestly, I think Sid is still deserving of a um, of a uh, a player introduction here, just because the type of player that he is, he's so prominent, and his rap sheet is so big. Like when I was putting together this player intro, and I compared it to the other player intros we've done, like a bunch of the other guys, I have certain key points that I put in here, and I make sure I hit on them. So there's like th- four or five points that each guy gets to go through and I list them all off and accomplishments. Some of them have a lot, some of them have few, some of them have none, whatever the case may be. But a guy like Sidney Crosby, when I'm putting together this, this sheet of all the things that he does and he's accomplished in his career, I think it's very, very deserving of a player introduction. So let me just rattle off Sid's, Sid's stats, everything there is to know about Sidney Crosby here. Drafted first overall in the 2005 NHL entry draft by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Heading into his 17th season in the NHL, having played all of his previous 16 seasons thus far with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Through 1,039 games played, he's totaled 486 goals and 839 assists for 1,325 points, putting together a 1.28 points per game average. He wore the A for his first two seasons in the NHL right into his rookie season before graduating to captaincy with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He won CHL Player of the Year, CHL Rookie of the Year, CHL Top Scorer, QMJHL MVP, QMJHL Most Assists, QMJHL Most Points, QMJHL Offensive Player of the Year, and a World Junior Silver Medal all in his rookie season in the NHL. He followed up his rookie season with all of those accomplishments minus the rookie accomplishments in his second year. 
a rookie in the CHL. Yes. HL, rookie in the CHL. So that would have made him, what, 15, 16 years old? God damn. Yeah. Yeah. A QMJHL champion. A Memorial Cup champion. A World Junior Gold Medalist, a World Championship Gold Medalist, a World Cup Gold Medalist, a two-time Olympic Gold Medalist, a recipient of the Marc Messier Leadership Award, a two-time Maurice Richard Trophy winner, a two-time Art Ross Trophy winner, a two-time Hart Trophy winner, a three-time Ted Lindsay Award winner, a three-time Stanley Cup champion, and two-time Conn Smythe Award recipient, capping off the triple gold club member status, a guy who has been deemed one of the top 100 players to ever play the game of hockey, and widely considered one of the top 10 to ever do it. The man who gave us the golden goal and has held one of the coolest nicknames to date, a 5'11", 201-pound center from Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, Sid the kid, Crosby. Wow. Yeah. What an introduction. That's a man, like, all of his accolades, that any good? Like, holy crap. This guy is, like, one at every level. Every year of it, he's always, he just finds a way to win. It's that quiet determination, that competitive edge. I think Sidney Crosby is kind of like, I know he's kind of got that mom mentality and we tied him to, to Kobe Bryant earlier in the episode to win. But in terms of like the pressure that this guy's had, it goes way back to like the, the time he was like 11, 12 years old. Um, I know literally when he was like 14 years old, he was, he was well in the CHL when he was young. He was on the world junior team, year old or 15 year old. Um, and then I guess he, he must have been 16. Yeah, he must have been 16. And his yeah. jersey got stolen because I remember there's a whole thing on the news how like everybody knew he was like the second coming and someone stole his jersey um, in the air. <laughs> his world junior Jersey. And there's a whole like thing about that. And then I remember watching the commercial on TSN where they have like Sidney Crosby talking about like, Oh, wouldn't it be great to wake up and do whatever. And it cuts to an interview of him as like a young kid being interviewed because orders and everybody knew he was. So I, I would compare like Kobe and the competitive mental, like aspect, and then LeBron, just a killer, cold blooded killer. Then the LeBron aspect of like, just this guy has been so involved and like, the pressure from the media has this guy forever forever it's really impressive to what he's been able to do like keeping himself out of the spotlight despite being so in it yeah yeah it is impressive it's it's, it's an art it's an art form this guy I like craft seriously and, and and never been involved in any scandals never been like a look at me kind of guy um never been a dick from what i've understood He's the kind of guy to stop and like dish out autographs to, to, to like leave his fan. Humble guy. Good Canadian boy. I, I just want to like read off that rookie year stuff again, because there's more things that like I didn't include in here. Some of them were like some little rinky dink awards or whatever, but like he still won them. But like you just go into CHL player of the year, CHL rookie of the year, CHL top scorer. QMJHL MVP, QMJHL most assists, most points, and offensive player of the year, and World Junior Silver Medal. That was in his rookie year. He won all of those things again the next year. Just subtract the rookie of the year. I'm pretty sure he was CHL MVP, and that next year they won the Memorial Cup. Like there, I don't know if you've heard this story or these things, but like it's not just a story. Like it's it's happened. It did happen. There's like a documentary about how this happened and what they did, but. The year, the years he was in Ramuski, the ticket prices like all went up because just it cost. It was basically it wasn't just cost of admission; it was cost to see Sid. And then, the opposing teams that they would travel to to play against, every time Sid came to town, their ticket prices spiked. Like the team set their ticket prices for in advance for when Crosby was going to be there as a higher ticket price, like. They didn't, it wasn't even like, oh, scalpers or people reselling tickets. The resale value was higher. Like, no, the team straight up just valued their tickets higher. Every time Sidney Crosby came to town, they would have weekends where it would be like a back-to-back against Ramuski and like ticket prices for that weekend. Like they were just selling packages, like nobody's business because everyone just wanted to see Sid the kid. Like imagine, and I know this could never happen, but like, imagine like in the NHL, like 
McDavid's coming to town, the Leafs bump up the ticket price for the for a game against the Oilers just because McDavid's coming. And I know on the NHL level it's different, and like that didn't happen with Sid coming to the NHL. Like obviously teams can't just or aren't just gonna like bump ticket prices like that. Like that would be a little bit absurd. But like you think about the resale value on the street, like when McDavid or Crosby or Ovechkin comes to town to Toronto, like ticket prices are gonna go up because the cost to see that guy. But just the team itself setting the standard of the price at a higher level because Crosby's coming to town is just such a remarkable level of like appreciation for his greatness. Yeah, man, that's absurd. And I think they do do that to some extent, not not so much for one player specifically, but I'm pretty sure if like Toronto was to play Tampa Bay, right. the ticket prices would be higher than if they were to play like, I don't know, Buffalo. Um, yeah, that's fair. But like, especially at that level, though, before it's really like the be all and end all. Like, as much as the, the CHL is like elite level hockey, it's not like that's unheard of to change the ticket price. Like that's, <laughs> um, and then not to just to like kind of put another feather in his cap as if he didn't have enough. I think Crosby may have been one of the first guys ever to like his number as his birth year, and then think about the amount of players have done, who have done that after him. Like so many guys, uh, so many guys. I'm pretty sure Kane does it. Is Kane born in 1988? I don't know. Actually, that would be a, that would be a good thing to look up. But I, I know, like whoever, like uh, the first guy that came to my mind for some reason is is Sam Bennett. It's a horrible example, but he mm-hmm. does. It. I, think, I think McKinnon does it. Um, Stamkos might do it. Um, like there's a bunch of players, and even guys our age would like be 98, and. Mm-hmm can't think of anyone who was 86 because they were born in 86 Kucherov, maybe. but you know what too like i think it's kind of funny because you talk about mckinnon doing his number 96 because of his birth year mckinnon if you've ever heard any like heard him talk about stuff like he's from coal harbor as well he idolized crosby i've heard him say like anything and everything sid did he wanted to do so he would like like he went to shattuck because Sid went to Shattuck. Like he he did all these things and like was looking at schools there and like wanted to play in the queue because Sid played in the queue and like wanted to do certain training because Sid did certain training. And then like when he was 15 years old, he got to train with Crosby and said like he couldn't even talk to him. He was so excited. Like I heard this story actually, and it just goes to speak to the greatness of Sid is like McKinnon said that he showed up to a training session that he was going to be working out with uh, Sid. And, uh, he showed up like a bit early and started working out with the trainer before Sid even got there so that Sid would know like he worked hard. And then the trainer told him to do something. And let's say it was like, it was like high knees there and back. Sid and the trainer and McKinnon's dad were talking while McKinnon was doing the high knees. And McKinnon didn't want to like, stop and show Sid that he would stop so he just kept doing high knees there and back like over and over and over again just to impress Sid like it's just kind of funny like you talk about guys doing things because Sid did them like this is a guy who did everything has done everything in his hockey career because he was like I want to be Sidney Crosby and even down to the number after the birth year yeah wow that's it's worked out pretty well for him (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's a stud no man Sidney Crosby really like paved the way the guy is like he's he's a stud, man. Like there doesn't, there's no other way. You, you can't. He he's probably the greatest player we will ever, like in terms of the, what he did for the game too. And in, in our generation, I don't even think McDavid will do that. Yeah, I, it would be kind of interesting playing in a Canadian market too. Like unless McDavid pulls a Gretz and like goes to Seattle or like a random new market at some point in his career, like Gretzky did to grow the game for the states. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Sid, uh, I don't know. Maybe this is the day for another episode. Yeah. Well, you know, what? one thing actually that Sid doesn't have on his resume, which is probably too bad. And he probably, I mean, he probably doesn't fret over it, but like he doesn't have rookie of the year because OV won rookie of the year. Yeah. That's unfortunate though. That is unfortunate because OV came in a year later. So he's older than Crosby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there was a lockout year and he couldn't, uh, couldn't play. And yeah, I guess uh, that I would, that kind of sucks. But I mean, come on, what's? <laughs> yeah, I know. One Calder to the to the list of other things. It doesn't really hold a candle to, in the grand scheme of things. Well, I just want to look at this too. These are some funny things about Sid here. So his first year in the NHL, 
81 games played, 102 points. Like, absolutely mental. This guy is on a over a point-per-game pace, as I mentioned. 1.28 points per game uh, in his entire NHL career. Like, that's nuts. And then just, I want to just quickly touch on what you said about the birthday thing. Not only was he born in 1987, but he was born on August 7th, which is the eighth month of the year and the seventh day. So another eight, seven, and then he has an $8.7 million contract. This is, this one was kind of funny to me. In- which, which, yeah, which he just mainly decided. For me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one is kind of funny to me though. Um, Crosby in his career in 16 NHL seasons has 699 penalty minutes. In his first season, he had 110. So since then, he's averaged 39 penalty minutes a year. In his first season, he had 110, though, which I think is kind of funny. This guy had 110 penalty minutes, 100, 102 points. Like, it, it's just it's just kind of funny, like, how this guy has gone throughout his career and just been so incredible. And then going to, like, the golden goal, like, it's something that every year on Canada Day, it gets posted up there of, like, happy Canada Day, everyone. And it's just Crosby celebrating, like, jump, skating behind the net. That goal is so iconic, too. The fact you talk about growing the game or just, like, the popularity of the sport and people falling for hockey Canada or the sport of hockey in general. Like he did that at the Vancouver Olympics. And you, you want to talk about like things that just build up and become even more special. That was the Olympics where we won like the first medal on home soil. And then it turned into, we had a record for gold medals at the Olympic games and then gold medals, like on home soil and then medals on home. soil, medals at the Olympic games, like we were winning all of these events in Vancouver, the women's hockey wins gold that year in Vancouver again. And then the final show of the all the whole Olympics, like the last event of all the Olympics is the gold medal hockey game every single winter Olympics. And for Canada to go out with a gold medal, like you think about all those Canadian athletes in the athletes village, how they, they go and watch each other's games and stuff. Imagine not just the Canadian fans in attendance that night, but the Canadian athletes who have all won gold medals to this point and have had such an incredible Olympics getting to celebrate it in their own country. And then you go to that final game and you get to watch the guys that you've been probably partying with for the last like three weeks. Cause it's just like a huge party at the Olympics. They say, yeah, dude, I've heard that some disgusting things <laughs> village and they have to like offer like sex education courses about like stis and stuff just because like think about no well it's the olympic village all the athletes in the world you got like just foreign bodies around like some of the most attractive athletic human beings on planet earth all in one area like apparently it's just like uncontrollable and they have to hand out like free condoms to people be be safe because everyone's just going around like banging each other i've heard that's hilarious i've heard just like almost disgusting (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god but then like they just cap it off by cross scoring an ot winner against the americans yeah i still love that clip of i know we're like just still talking about cross just a little interjection i love that clip of john montgomery canadian like skeleton athlete who wins the first gold for us and someone hands him a beer from the crowd just slams it on his way to the legend yeah. ends up hosting the amazing race canada yeah what a turn of events that is this guy goes <laughs> john montgomery what a lot like how does he turn uh what was it was it bobsledding or was it luke was skeleton. it the one where you go head first oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay skeleton. how do you end up in that sport is beyond me yeah and then turn that into hosting the amazing race i think it's just a character there's <laughs> a patriot it's hilarious honestly but shout out him and then one more final shout out on the number 87 here. Um, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I know you wanted to shout him out because there was something specific that was sticking out to you about Rob Gronkowski. So take it away on that one. Yeah. Needed to talk about Rob Gronkowski. Just throw, like just sonking the Detroit Lions. Uh, retired. He tells that story that I've seen on Instagram a bunch of times. Just tells the world he's retired. So he doesn't have to get shipped off to Detroit and then ends up winning like multiple more uh, Super Bowls for, for New and then Tampa Bay. So Detroit just can't catch a break, it seems like. Yeah, how funny is that? That a guy, I don't even know if he like faked retirement. I think he actually did retire. 
I think he did retire from the NFL and then like strictly so that he couldn't get traded to Detroit because there was a deal in place for him to go to Detroit. And he just said, nah, I'm going to retire, retires, air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, retires. And then it's like, actually, yeah, I did that so I couldn't get traded. And then just unretires, comes back, plays in the NFL and wins another Super Bowl, (laughs) like goes to Tampa to play with Tom. I can't believe that. Like, you know, you've reached some sort of level of success. Like you have no, like you give no fucks about what management thinks or like perfectly content dancing around with Shaq and like supermodels, just boozing in Miami and then coming back and like being a, a star athlete again and willing, winning a championship. Yeah. Another one. He's won a couple. Yeah. And the guy is like just black out in public, make, just acting a fool, but it's okay. Cause he's Gronk and can do what he wants. And it's just like, it's good for his brand. <laughs> just the party what he does and everybody just lets it go but if like anybody else did that if sid even if Sid did that like i don't i think it would be like biggest deal ever yeah yeah okay i need to ask you about this because i had i talked about it two weeks ago um and i told my first vaccine story so like actually there's a bunch of stuff to tie into this one here but um kind of i just want to know how your how yours ended up going with the second one because i know i texted you like a little warning a little warning signal before you went and got yours because you said you're getting a couple days after me but um so my first one i already told the story on here about my my superman skin i couldn't get my skin punctured the second one i went mcgee humbling experience i'm gonna tell you that so this day that I went to the, it was the Scarborough Town Center and they were only handing out uh, Moderna. They weren't doing Pfizer. And I guess you have to be 18 or older to get it. I don't know if it was just like, they're just prioritizing 18 plus, or maybe it was just for the vaccine. I don't, I'm not entirely educated on it, but it was just 18 plus that day. So I go into the line. The first person that I'm going through this like tent for is like making, checking and asking a, are you okay with Moderna? And B, uh, do you have an appointment? So I walk into the line. First person at the very first like checkpoint, I guess, like as I'm going through, says to me, um, uh, sir, do you have an appointment today? I said, yes. And she goes, wait, uh, are you over 18? And I was like, okay, whatever. Like not thinking much of it. I'm like, yeah, this is just like a regular checkpoint. And like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm over 18. And she's like, okay, sounds good. Are you okay with Moderna? Yeah. And she goes, okay, proceed. So I go on, I'm about to go through the doors into the Scarborough town center. There's uh, paramedics and firefighters handing out hand sanitizer as you go into the doors here to like, I don't know, sterilize everyone as they're going in here. And the firefighter st- like stops me in line and was like, Oh, excuse me. Um, you have to be 18 to get your vaccine here. And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm 22. And the guy's like, Oh, like, I'm so sorry. And he like starts laughing. He's like, you probably get that a lot. I'm like, yeah, like I, I, a few times actually, like I've been triple pieced, whatever the guy's laughing. He's like, no, no, it's a good thing. Like, don't worry about it. And he's like, I'm sorry about that. So whatever. I'm just laughing. So now this is twice. I haven't even gotten in the building twice. I've been asked if I'm over 18. And the thing is too, like, I obviously knew what it meant, but it was my dad who kind of like brought it to light was like, these people don't just think I'm 18. They're clearly think I'm younger than 18. But the, it's crazy to me because you don't look young. Like you're, you're, you're not like a baby faced guy. Like you got a like, beard, facial hair. Like, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't see how anybody would mistake you for, for younger than 18. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, McGee. Thank you. But I guess maybe just because like I had mask on and stuff. I don't know if that like makes any kind of difference. But anyway, so now this is twice. I'm about to go into the building. Um, I'm walking through the line as I'm like about to go in and the lady's like kind of announcing to everyone. We're only doing Moderna here, blah, blah, blah. And she says to me as I'm like walking past her, she's like, um, sir, you have to be 18 or older to get your vaccine here today. And it was more of like, a, uh, you're not old enough. Like you can't get your yeah, vaccine. In the morning, like, just, oh my God, some people. Yeah. So it was more of like a, you're not 18. Like you can't get your vaccine here. Then it was like, are you 18? And I was like, uh, yeah, like I'm 22. And she's like, oh, okay. No worries. And then like, I proceed on. So then. <laughs> At that point, you should just like take your ID out, stick it to your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Walk through the line. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So three times now, twice before I even got in the door, once like while I'm in the line, before I even get to the first two checkpoints where they like check in your health card and see if you have an appointment. So the first guy that I go to at the first checkpoint, no problem. Young guy as well. He like even says to me, he's like, oh, like I'm surprised like you didn't go down to Scotiabank Arena. Cause like they were, if you went to Scotiabank and made a TikTok or something, you got entered for tickets to a game. And I was like, oh, like what? I'm not going to like go down there. It's like the <laughs> most Gen Z shit I've ever heard in my life. Like what the <laughs> hell? Like did you some weird TikTok dance? Like could it be anything or? Uh, I think it just had to be like recapping your day. Oh. Just to promote what though? Getting your vaccine to like encourage people to get vaccines. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. That's like what I interpreted from it. But I'm like, okay, obviously I'm not going to Scotiabank Arena yeah. to get my vaccine. Like, also, it's like not everyone's comfortable with posting like their whereabouts and daily activities online forever. Like, yeah, right. And like just to get entered. Yeah. yeah. Huge ask. Come on. And just to get entered to a raffle to like potentially win like tickets to one game or something, right? Like I was like, ah, no, nah, like I'm no thanks. But whatever. So this guy's like, no problems. Just looks on my health card, writes down my info. I go to the next table. Before which, this was like pretty dumb to me because I'm like, I'm about to hand you my identification and like you can check everything yourself. But like before I give her my ID, she's like um are you over 18 you have to be to get your vaccine here today and like i'm about to give you my id like you 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 could look at it yourself and like make that determination like that's what your whole purpose is here but whatever this is that's number four okay so i'm at four now twice inside twice outside and then go through that final checkpoint i'm lined up before they like send you to a table to get your vaccine whatever and this was like the most glaring one because there was like a lot of people around to hear this one and like i didn't really care like i'm not embarrassed by it it's more of just like humbling i guess like then embarrassing but <laughs> i'm next in line and the lady that's like sending people to the tables doesn't question anything she's like oh like table 10 over there like go over there i'm like okay so like i take like two steps this lady full decked out in like i don't know if she's she was a nurse or like a vaccine like per, like person or just someone as a staff she's wearing like full uh like scrubs yeah yeah full scrubs the glasses the face shield mask like everything right and she takes like I take like two steps and she just comes over and she's like, sir, sir, excuse me. Hey! <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just form lays out trying to like hold you back. Like, like you being a day younger than 18 is the worst thing in the world. Right, right. Uh, but she comes over like the firm like hand out like, hey, sir, sir. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh. And she's like, um, you have to be over 18 to get your vaccine here today. And there's like 15, 20 people behind me and like all these people like sitting around at the tables like nearby. And I was like, um, and like at this point, I've already been asked four times, right? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, like I'm 22. She's like, oh my God, like I am so sorry. Like, please continue. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a quick check. It's, it's. I, I think it's one of the main crucial pieces of identification that we carry with us for exactly that reason, especially in a vaccine clinic. Like, don't make a stink of it or just ask for it. Like, what the hell? And I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world, even if you were like, on, like under 18. I don't know. But the good news is, Zach, is that it's better to, to look younger than to be like a 14-year-old not getting ID at the LC. So That's like, fair. It is like you're just gonna age like fine wine, baby. You're gonna be like fucking Matthew McConaughey strutting around, like looking like a, a young uh, a young guy, at like sixty five, looking thirty. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be opposed to that, and that's what everyone's been saying. Benjamin yeah. Benjamin Button. Okay, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not quite. quite <laughs> not, Benjamin not Benjamin Button, but yeah, it's it's. I feel like I have a baby face too. Like I definitely don't look twenty three years old, especially when I like shave and have nothing. Yes. Yeah little beady like my little small eyes and my crooked grin i just look like a little fucking boy um yeah but yeah there are worse problems to have yes agreed but um kind of what i was getting to here and what i wanted to find out what your experience was like because i haven't asked you really since is like my first shot i had no side effects i just had the sore arm 
Uh, the second one, I got it at like 4 p.m. All night, I felt good. Nothing was wrong. So, uh, Monday morning, I wake up, sore arm. By like 8, 9 o'clock, like sore arms gone. Like I'm feeling good. I'm like, man, I'm going to be all good here. 10 o'clock comes, and this was the day that it was like really, really hot. I'm pretty sure it felt like 40 with the humidity, and the sun was just glaring. I got hit so hard. Like I felt like I had a horrible hangover. But when you get hang- hung over, I feel like most times you just feel like you're going to like, you feel sick and like you're going to puke kind of thing. It was like the entire hangover experience without that feeling of I'm going to puke, which was horrible because I feel like when I'm hungover, if I feel like that, I'm just like, I'll just puke and I'll probably feel better after. But this is like, I can't puke. Like there's nothing here to save me. <laughs> Dude, my I felt like the same way for my okay. So let me just backtrack and talk about my experience. Definitely not like as crazy a story as yours. I walked in. Originally, my vaccine was scheduled for like September 16th or something like something around that. And then it got pushed up because I guess they had like a greater ship, like a bigger or something. And the, the guy with the pharmacy that I got at the first time, just in like South Markham, was like, Oh, we can push you up to uh July 19th. Oh, that's great. Like we go up two months. That's, that's perfect. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I rescheduled for July 19th. And then I'm like, my dad is texting. Well, you could probably get it sooner. Like if you just like look directly and whatever. like go on to the exact same pharmacy that had just rescheduled uh, my appointment. I go back and I go to the, their website and then I find for like two days later, like two days like after I was looking at the website. So two days from now I can get vaxxed. So I just mm-hmm. can't. July 19th appointment, rescheduled to June 28th or whenever the hell I got it. Uh, like two days later, fast forward, I, I get to the pharmacy and it's just a little thing, like nowhere near it like, is intense. I walk in, it's literally like a, a corner drugstore in like a plaza. I walk in and I just put some hand sanitizer on. I go up to the counter. I'm like, hey, how's it going? There we go. Not too bad. Uh, vaccine? I'm like, yep. They give me a little clipboard, fill out my information. Five minutes later, hand it back to the lady. She's like, okay, just have a seat at the front. I'm like, okay. I sit down to literally as I'm sitting down, this like ancient man, uh, this the pharmacist comes up. Okay. We're ready to we're ready for you. I'm like, oh my God. Perfect. I go up and you know, this guy's a vet. Cause he's got his like degree from like, I don't know what, I can't remember what the school. At the time By I vet, you mean veteran, not veteran, veterinarian, <laughs> not a veterinarian, like a veteran of his craft. Mm-hmm. And he had on his wall was just a degree like behind the little like pharmacy desk was a degree from a school. I think it was like, some, some sort of college, but it had like as recertification stickers, I guess you, you get like recertified and it went from 1978 all the way up to, he was an old gentleman, but this guy is like, he knows what he's doing. This guy has been yeah. certified since like the mid seventies. Uh, and like it goes all the way up and the stickers are like wrapping her around his degree. It's almost blocking out the actual degree itself the only like he needs a neat he needs a new paper just to put the recertifications on yeah he needs a new like blank frame just for his stickers because he's got so many of these bad boys but he comes in whatever bada bing bada boom sticks the needle in my arm sit down for 15 minutes and away i go like just super simple like way smoother than i thought it would be um but it's good and but same same thing with you is i got back that day uh my appointment was at 145 uh, i get back home little soreness in the arm go to bed that night, like really nothing. And then it, it hit me kind of in the middle of the night around like 6 a.m. as I'm still in bed. And I like wake up kind of cold sweats, like raging, just pounding headache. So I just pop a couple extra strength Tylenol, put a hoodie on, get nice and cozy, go, wake up a couple hours later for work. And then I was fine. I woke up the next day. I'm like, oh my God, that wasn't so bad. Middle of the night, quick thing, quick fix. And, away I go. and then around 10, 30, 11, it slams me. Well, it, like it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great either. I probably could have finished the work day out, but I'm like, ah, may as well just, like, just enjoy the day off. So I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling well. And then I took a, like a four or five hour nap. I went to bed at like, I don't know, 11, 30, 12 and woke up at like five on the dot. And then I had like a, I mow lawns kind of around my neighborhood. There's a little side gig just for some extra pocket change. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to mow this guy's lawn today. So I go up to this place, got some fresh air, mowed the lawn, and then that was that. Like I uh, felt like a million bucks after that. Mm. Worse. I've heard worse stories than my hand was like, he got slammed the first time around. Whereas I didn't feel anything my first time around. 
And the second time, second vaccine, he was popping these extra strength Tylenols like candy. Just like every the couple, not even every hour, he's just like popping a few. And he's like, oh, you feel fine. I feel nothing. I'm like, oh, good for you. Maybe I should do that. Um, but yeah, so he got lucky. It's been all over the map, though. So I'm just happy everyone's vaccinated. Everyone's still alive. Nobody's getting these weird side effects from the vaccine. No Maybe tales. We don't know yet. Uh, only time will tell. But yeah, man, it's just it's good that we're we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I just if uh... I by chipped, I'm not serious. It was a joke. Don't, <laughs> don't come for me about being a conspiracy theorist. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I just thought it was wild because I like I just got hit out of nowhere. I, I just felt like shit at like ten o'clock, and I was just like down for the count like i was battling through the work day and i was just thinking because this was the canada day long weekend too and we were taking thursday off and if we got the job done which was like supposed to be a three-day job like maybe three and a bit but like longer days would get it done if we got the job done like we weren't gonna have to work friday so we could take thursday friday saturday sunday off and I'm in the back of my mind i was just like if i leave right now like we're delaying this thing and we're gonna have to work friday like i've got to battle through and i just was like I would have been sweaty anyways because it was hot, like doing manual labor outside, or whatever. But I was like pouring buckets. Like my shirt was, I wore like a light gray t shirt. It was like black. Like I had to like take it off and hang it on the fence, like put on a different shirt because it was like way too sweaty. Like switch back to the shirt every 10, 15 minutes. I'm soaking my head in water trying to battle through this. I drank like 10, 15 bottles of water, a couple of gator, like five or six Gatorades. Like I was battling through this thing and four o'clock i have to drive to pick something up from one of our suppliers i drive in the truck on the way there i had ac full blast like as cold as it could go windows up and like all the fans in the truck facing me drove all the way there felt a little bit better ordered my stuff and then on the way back i was like had it all the way up again got back to site and i was good like 4 30 gone and then that was it and i didn't feel it again but like, what were you thinking? What was going through your mind when I texted you? And I was like, Hey, like just a little heads up. This is what happened to me on my back like, with mine. Dude, not going to lie. It was a little daunting. Like I, my mom had, I think my mom had gotten it like the day before you did. And she was like, had to leave work early, just feeling it like not mm-hmm. well. And then you're, I was like, Oh, maybe it's just cause she's older or maybe it's because like she was changing up vaccines from like AstraZeneca to Moderna. I'm like, not a big deal. I'm sure like I didn't feel anything the first time. Fingers crossed it's the same or in round two. And then you text me and you're like, I'll, I'll keep you updated. And then you're like, yeah, not good. Like, <laughs> like just the worst hangover of all time. I'm, I'm battling here. And I'm like, oh God, like that's at that point, I kind of figured that it would be the exact same thing for me. And like, it sounds pretty similar in terms of like just the symptoms and even mm-hmm. the of when things like started to hit. Well, I was thinking too, like I was more texting you to tell you what I felt because like I knew you had to work. And so I was kind of just going to be like, Hey, like just a heads up. Like if it was like on the weekend, I probably would have like told you like, yo, or like, cause we usually talk like every day, pretty much. I would have told you at some point and being like, Hey, look, I felt like shit after my vaccine, like whatever. But like, I knew you were going into a work day and I just wanted you to be prepared. Like, Hey, at any moment, like you could just be fucked up. Like this could happen. This is what I dealt with. It lasted this long. Like these were the symptoms. This is how I dealt with it. Just so you were like, at least like, okay, like this could happen rather than being like, there's no way I'm going to get any thing that happens to me yeah no i appreciated that and, and it did it did uh end up ruining my work day although <laughs> yeah. what like i do for work and what you do for work are entirely different in terms of like the actual like i could have i could have easily i think battled through my work day because i'm very rarely needed for anything uh, i'm just a lowly intern whereas like you're like a crucial part of your team uh and and like engaged in in some some heavy uh, labor that that's more taxing on the body. So I could have just like coasted by and, and <laughs> minimum, minimum effort shift, but I wasn't going to do that. Like I, like I, I had to, I had to be at a hundred percent to help my team in any way I could. So I'm just like, oh, I'm calling it. And that, that yeah. was it. I slept the whole day and it was, it was the best medicine, honestly. Like, but we're, we're good, man. I'm, I'm just excited for phase three. Uh, can't wait to get that show on the road. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's I'm glad like everyone's getting all their vaccines. Vaccine rollouts happening. Phases are moving up quickly. 
I do want to talk about one other kind of government thing that went on here. And it's not, none of these things are like anything to do with the government. They're just like government events that kind of took place. So uh, we're recording this podcast a little early, more just because uh, like my birthday this weekend. So I just taken the weekend, like hanging out, doing some stuff like, so I just didn't want to edit on Sunday before because that's when it is. So I was like, all right, you know, I like, I'm just going to get it done ahead of time and then take the weekend and hang out. But with it coming up. Well, Zach, what, what day is your birthday on the weekend? Uh, on Sunday. On Sunday. Okay. I just wanted to say uh, that if any listeners of Lads and Launchers don't personally wish Zach happy birthday, <laughs> you're dead to us. Thanks, Mickey. Appreciate that. <laughs> also, just quickly on that one, don't text me and say anything about LeBron. Don't say LeBron year, nothing like that. That's just bad juju. If you're going to say anything along those lines, it has to be the Jordan year. Like Fred Van Vliet, sure. I'll take that one too. Like just no LeBron year. Thanks. That, like that's all. It's strictly Jordan year. I'll throw in Fred Van Vliet if you need, but yeah. <laughs> I, love how, I love how Freddie gets the, gets the, uh, the nod and not LeBron. <laughs> well, yeah, like LeBron's a bum. So <laughs> like we know, <laughs> we, we know how we feel about him on this pod. Um, but anyways, with the with it coming up, I have to go and get my driver's license, my health card renewed. And the thing was like, I was going to be able to do it. On, I thought I was going to be able to do it online and you can just like go through and order both cards on there. But my health card and my driver's license photos were taken like seven, eight years ago. So I needed to get new ones. So I need to get new photos taken. So I had to go into service Ontario today to get it done. So I go to the service Ontario place and as we've said on the show before, I, or we both take notes of things that happen and like things we could talk about or whatever. So it was pouring rain today. We got off work early. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go get this done, go over to service Ontario standing there. You have to wait outside kind of sucks. It's like, at least it's was spitting at this time, not pouring anymore, but grab your ticket, wait outside. So I'm waiting outside and this guy walks out and I was like, Oh, that's pretty funny. Like we'll talk about it on the pod. And I put it in the notes. It ended up being the least eventful thing that happened during my service Ontario trip. But basically like this guy walked out, he was a very tall, bald guy, like very, uh, like he was slim and he was like, you could tell like this guy was fit because he was wearing like a really tight, like all black suit, white dress shirt, black tie, suit jacket like completely done up like really like slim fitting suit he was wearing a black mask and black leather gloves carrying like a clipboard out of the office i was like whoa what the fuck is up with this guy oh yeah so i'm like okay what's this guy's yelling like write it in the notes i'm like oh that's pretty funny like we'll talk about it on the show johnny sins on his way to his next themed shoot Right. But I'm like, okay, like who is this guy? What's going on? And we'll, t- I'll talk about this with McGee. No, I go into the service Ontario thing. So just like for some preference, you walk in, there's uh, on the left-hand side, it's like two debt or two, four clerks. Um, and in front of each pair of clerks is like one photo screen. So I go to the far one and I'm standing there talking to the guy, telling him what I need. And there's a lady beside me who's like a little bit further ahead in her process. She's there with her husband. She's getting photos taken to get new health card, new driver's license, and like something else done as well because she needed two photos. But as I'm standing there, the guy says to me, uh, can you please take a step to the side? She's getting her photo taken. Like we don't even in the way. I said, yeah, no problem. Take a step to the side. And I hear the lady uh, who's going to take the photo or like sets the trigger off, say to the person who's getting their photo taken, um, do you have any sensitivity to flash? And she says, nope. So I'm standing there and camera goes and then you hear, you see the flash go. And I'm not like looking at the lady, obviously getting her photo taken. I'm looking ahead at the guy and out of the corner of my eye, I see the lady like wave her forward, backwards, and then start like leaning forwards. And her husband grabs her and like pulls her to the side, like away from where I was. And she just hits the deck, lights out. She just passed out on the ground, like right really? full yeah. on passed out. Mickey, pretty ass floor of the service Ontario, full pass out. Like you know when like you see like people fast pass out or get knocked out or whatever, and they're like, okay, so like I think of like boxing or UFC, like they get knocked out and then like hit the ground and then they're like up eyes open like whoa i was kind of expecting that because i like look obviously i'm like oh my god this lady's on the ground what's going on and i look and she's like just out out for like a good amount of time the most like that was surprising 
happen. Like, you're, it's your turn. You're still getting your picture taken. Business as usual. Like, <laughs> no, listen, listen, Mickey. Not one single service Ontario person. I don't know if like this is like bad rep for them, but like not one of them reacted. Every single person just sat there, like looked at her, like peeped over the desk, and like kept typing on their computers, like serving the person in front of them. I hate like government workers and just like DMV, the drive, the, the motor vehicle, Department of Motor Vehicles, like DMV takes forever. Service Ontario, like they're just getting paid minimum wage and like they just take their sweet time. Like they're miserable all the time. I've never met like a pleasant person to deal with at any of those like government, uh, government locations. I apologize if either you or a loved one works at a Service Ontario or a DMV, but I, I like, I said what I said and I meant it. Yeah, none of them were smiling. None of them were happy at all. They were all just sitting there and they just like looked at this girl and like kept going about their business. And I was like, oh my God, what is going Like, I, I don't know if I should be like help, trying to help this person. And then her husband just goes, says to the person, it's fine. She just passes out on the flash. I'm like, oh, you said no. <laughs> yeah, so like, she just asked and you said no. Maybe she misheard or something. I don't know. I, like, that's it's. But as a service Ontario like person, you gotta think you've seen some pretty wild and wacky characters come to those doors over the years. So I feel yeah. like they probably some, seen some weird shit. Yeah, agreed. And they probably seen people pass out because of the flash before and stuff too. So, like, I would imagine that that's not like the biggest of deals. They're probably not like losing their minds over that. They've seen this before. Not even just weird people, but like they've seen this before. But then, like. Even just to add to the nonchalantness of the service Ontario rep, the guy says to me, he goes, okay, so she's still like out on the ground and the guy, her husband's like trying to wake her up and she's not up. And he goes to me, um, you got to get your picture taken now. And she's like KO'd in front of the screen. I'm like, um, and I just look at her and I like look back at the guy and he's like, oh, I guess you got to go to that other screen. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, this lady's just KO'd on the floor right now. What do you want me to do? Nobody just, like, it was just okay. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, do I just, does this guy want me to just stand in front of the screen, like, above this lady's passed out body and, like, get my phone yeah. Imagine if you get your photo back and, like, her, for some reason, like, she's getting up kind of at the same time. And you just see, like, her, like, <laughs> face in the background of your picture. Her head's, like, in the corner or something. <laughs> Like the top of her head or like maybe like a, an eye is just like in the corner of your photo <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh my god what the hell's happening so then uh finally like as i'm walking over to the other screen he like gets her up and she's like sitting there but like awake now get my photo taken and i said to my mom when i got back like my face is i wonder what my face like looks like in this because like i'm obviously not like wide-eyed like oh my god this person's passing out while my photo is getting taken but like i just saw this lady ko in the middle of service ontario trying to get her <laughs> photo you've seen some shit probably. yeah like i'm just like probably like oh my god like looking at the camera like what's going on then get my photo taken walk back over to the desk she's still being like helped out by her husband he gets her up into a chair she's like leaning on the wall like out like not like awake but like not there and she just says to him she's like this is when i found out that there was a second picture to be taken she says to him she's like did they get both pictures or just the one and he's like no just the one they still have to take the other one i'm like oh my this is gonna happen again yeah imagine they're gonna need to pull like um a weekend at bernie's type situation to throw sunglasses on her like her body's limp and just like some puppet master's got a controller to hold her upright for her photo. Yeah. So I got out of there before that second photo got taken, but that was like my service Ontario driver's license, health card renewal experience. And I was like, just going in there like, Oh yeah, this is the fun. Like th we'll talk about this random guy who walked out in a suit. Like what a character. And then I was like, no, we're going to talk about the lady who passed out basically at my feet right beside me. Like she was so close to me, McGee, when she, when she hit the deck, because like, it's a very small area where you're getting up to the counter and going through this whole process. And she's just right beside me and like out. I was like, Oh my God. And then nobody reacting her husband saying she passes out from the flash. I'm like, I just heard the mask sensitivity. And you said, no, like it was just weird experience. I'm like, wow, this, I got to go to these government things more often because interesting stuff seems to happen when I'm there. Yeah, man. You've had like a, a wild ride these past few months with just like, government officials just like we weird stuff in public settings going on mm -hmm. 
really cool. It keeps things interesting, especially in a time when you can't really like get that full full glimpse of what like free life is like. Still got to be a little vigilant about where you are and, and who you interact with, just in terms of numbers. But no shortage of entertainment this summer with everything, all things considered. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it keeps things inter- interesting. Keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. So I don't know. That was uh, pretty funny, but. The other thing I want to talk about here really quick, because I know that like you experienced this one too, and I think it was pretty pretty funny, was because today was a rain day and I got off work early, I rain can really mess you up. Like honestly, as much as you don't realize it, even whether you're inside or outside, in the rain, out of the rain, whatever the case may be, rain can really change your day. I feel like just like the pressure outside, the humidity, the changing of temperatures, because it goes like hot, cold, dark, light, like everything's changing as it goes being outside in it like i just came back my muscles hurt my back hurt my like i was so tired from gas from it go to the service ontario have this experience come back and i was like laying down on tiktok and i was like all right i need to pass out because i'm so tired right now set an alarm on my phone for like 40 minutes later and just lay down and like lights out waking up from a nap is one of the wildest feelings ever like especially it, it can change through as a, what time you take your nap during the day but like waking up it's in the middle of the day is just a wild feeling yeah especially if it's one of those unplanned naps like it's like you're just lying there and then you just pass out or like yeah i could go for a nap but you don't actively put your phone away like, you don't actively get ready for it it just kind of happens mm-hmm. then you wake you have no idea like i remember one time taking a nap after school at like 3 p.m and waking up at 11 p.m and i woke up i saw 11 on my clock i'm like like rummaging around oh my god i gotta get my shit i'm late for school like and i get downstairs and it's like pitch black out i'm like holy fuck like wait what I was 11 so- and it's dark <laughs> like yeah i was so confused i'm like trying to put the pieces together of what just happened had no idea i'm like hadn't eaten no one woke me up for dinner like i'm just like out i guess my parents thought it'd be a good idea to let me sleep i i don't know but i just it, the day literally just like flew by i don't know if like someone drugged me like what the hell like, who sleeps that long for a nap from three yeah. to 11 it's unheard of so i just like woke up so confused so i know what you're talking about when you the naps can be confusing and then there are the the naps where you wake up just like drenched in sweat and confused like it's just you wake up and like uh <gasps> Like a fucking just like, oh my god. <laughs> Those naps, I think that were the worst because like the the wake up like almost just like completely wipes the nap. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you wake up and you mentioned it to me before because I told you like I took a nap and you were like, yeah, the sweat naps are like the worst because like you sweat and like, I don't want to steal your line, but like you said to me, like you sweat so much during those like midday naps like it's insane but you wake up from one of those and you're like sweaty and cold and you're just like <gasps> like whoa like where am i what's going on and you're like lost yeah and i told like i was saying it's like i don't know if it's like the extra clothing you have on like if you're just pass out in your clothes or like what the case may be but i don't think if, i could do a full workout and not sweat as much as i do like taking one of those like naps and it, it literally feels like i'm like napping in a longhouse or something like this <laughs> Like, oh my god, it's crazy. And I just don't understand, like, I don't know. I don't know why I do it. Because it defeats the purpose. Like you said, you wake up and it defeats the purpose of the nap because it takes more out of me trying to figure my shit out when I wake up than than I, I was that had enough energy from the rest for like uh for. Yeah, it's only those like certain ones though, I feel like like the ones where you like sweat or you like wake up like really unexpected, you're like like whoa, what's going on? Some of the ones like where it's like a planned nap, those ones are nice, or like a pregame nap, those ones always you feel pretty good after the fact. Like the one I had today was pretty good. I was just disoriented when I woke up, especially like with my alarm going off. And this was the most trippy part because like I wake up at 5 a.m. every day and my alarm was set for 5 p.m. Uh, so I woke up, (laughs) I woke up and was like, oh my God, like it's five. And then I was like, I'm still in my clothes. Like my lights are on. And I'll, then I like heard people talking and I was like, oh, like, okay. Like it was my nap. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Like everything's good. But I was like, oh my God, did I like sleep all the way until the next morning? It's, it's, yeah, that's, there's nothing worse than like just a feeling of uncertainty and just kind of like. So you lose a grasp of like what re- like reality you lose a grasp of reality for a quick second it's like you don't know where you are you don't know when you are 
Like you're kind of just like floating through the cosmos, like unsure of like your your place in the in the world. Yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it, it was a weird experience, but um. Yeah, I think we're pretty much at the end of episode 87 here. I do want to cover a couple of things before we head out. One being, if you have any weird vaccine stories, government experiences, if you had an experience getting a license or going to get your driver's license, or even if you were taking your driver's test, because I know a lot of people have like interesting experiences with driver's tests. If you have any stories like that that you want to share, you want us to know about, make sure you DM us uh, on Instagram at Lads and Lawn Chairs uh like message us message ryan or i personally and tell us about these experiences because we want to hear them we want to share them on the pod if you want to come on and tell these stories we'd be happy to have you on as long as you got a good enough story to actually come out here and share like some of this stuff is just so funny to hear all the experiences and and things like i feel like at this point people might think i'm just lying about these things because i've had them so frequently in the last little while i mean it's good for us good content for the pod yeah but like it's entertaining stuff so if you've got anything like that let us know, reach out, whatever the case may be. The other thing is, if you know anyone that you think we would should interview or you have anything like that, like let us know, reach out to us because we'd be happy to interview people. I got to give a huge shout out to Damon Kalba. Um, him and Ty, the Kalba brothers, they've been listening to the podcast since day one. They're huge supporters. I know they were both excited when we started this podcast back up again. They hooked us up with the Philip Pritchard interview. So that was absolutely incredible. That was one of my favorite interviews that we've got to do on here. I know he said he'd come back on now that the Stanley Cup's being handed out again. Also, congratulations, Anthony Sorelli. Like, let's talk about that real quick here. Three times, three straight Stanley Cup champions for the lads and launchers. Robert Thomas, now Anthony Sorelli twice. A little bit of a lads bump. If you want to win a Stanley Cup, just come on the Lads and Launchers podcast. We had the guy who is looks after the Stanley Cup. So, like, what more could you ask for there? But they hooked us up with Philip Pritchard. Now Damon's hooking us up with another guest that we're gonna have coming up in the next couple of weeks. So there'll be more more interviews, more guests to come. Really appreciate so I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, that one was just in the works today that I was uh, I was figuring out some stuff. So I'll tell you about that one, McGee. But also well, just to tell the uh, the listeners here, in terms of our guest grind, we were in talks to get the tragically hip on. They said maybe. Uh, well, not right now. We'll get back to you. So, if you're a true fan of our Lads and Launchers podcast, just like spam their socials. <laughs> yeah, just tell them to come on the Lads. Tell them to come on. We want them. Yeah. Uh, so, one of what was the woman's name? Veronica, Victoria, something with a V, I believe. But she she seemed very lovely and cordial. Uh, she was like a rep rep for them and and she said no not not at this time we said okay but we will we will have them on we will we're gonna hunt them down that could be our white whale at this point in time it is as of right now Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah you know what i was thinking about when you were talking about the driver's license like story i was just like thinking of that song in my head like got my driver's license last week (laughs) yeah always talked about until the lady took the picture and the flash knocked me the fuck out. <laughs> oh my God. McGee on Monday, when this episode comes out, can you please like post that on the story of you singing that with just like the instrumental music playing in the background? <laughs> I would die for you to sing that. Maybe if you write up some lyrics or something, if you've got time, you put together oh, a thing, maybe well, we'll make a music video of you doing it. That'd be pretty good. Back in whole nine yards, break into Bill Crothers and utilize their uh, complex studio. Exactly, exactly. We'll set it up. Uh, yeah, I'll write a whole song about this one and we'll release it on YouTube. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, that also leads into one of my final points before we head out here is uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to us, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you subscribe, share us rate review comment on on podcasts like give us a review go on go on to our youtube channel lads and lawn chairs subscribe to our account there subscribe to our channel like the video share them with your friends like if you like watching if you like watching the guests that we have on if you're someone who doesn't necessarily put headphones in and listen to a podcast maybe you want to have it on in the tv in the background check out our youtube channel all the episodes that we've had since we returned are up there all of our interviews with our guests are up there you can see our guests it's a really cool experience because Another thing is it's just not, it's not just like, oh, you get to listen to these guys that we get to interview. If you go on YouTube, you can see these people interacting with us. Like they're all up there. So it's really cool to see that and like see these guests that we have on. So subscribe there. Reactions, like our stupid reactions to shit, like how we go about just like 
listening to each other's stories and stuff. Like I have, a, I have a friend who, when he's at the office, he worked from home for a bit and him and his dad had an office and they'd watch our video on YouTube and in their office. And they loved it. He said it was so funny. Just like, like listening to it's like they had a couple extra lads in the room, keeping them company, just bantering, just background noise. So they really enjoyed it. Uh, it adds another element to the pod for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's good. Or if you're just like a lonely person, no shame in that. Just like, if you want just to have some house in the background, just, uh, just, just filling up, just filling up. The yeah. Room. Just debate us with yourself, like debate us and tell us how dumb we are for some of these takes and all the, all the things that we've gotten wrong over the years, but we've said so confidently that they're true. Just tell us how wrong we are and like fact check us because we appreciate that. McGee, one more thing for myself here before I hand it off to you to give us a closeout. This is the Sidney Crosby episode number 87. There's nobody else that this could go to. Before we go, I just want to give off all the lists of this guy's accomplishments in his career. Just like one final time, like one last Sid the Kid hurrah. Shout out Sid the Kid. So here we go. A QMJHL champion, a Memorial Cup champion, a World Junior gold medalist, a World Championship gold medalist, a World Cup gold medalist, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, recipient of the Mark Messier Leadership Award, two-time Maurice Richard Trophy winner, two-time Art Ross Trophy winner, two-time Hart Trophy winner, three-time Ted Lindsay Award winner, three-time Stanley Cup champion, a member of the Triple Gold Club, uh, like, incredible, and a two-time Conn Smythe Award recipient, also the guy who gave us the golden goal. What more else is there to say about Sid the Kid? So that's all from me, McGee. What an episode this was. I mean, absolute pleasure to sit down and talk to you and share these dumb yeah. stories, but yeah, what an app. I'm going to be sitting cross-legged on the floor right now. Is that a That's toy right. dog behind you, or is that a blanket? Oh, no, it's a pillow. I'm sitting cross-legged on the floor. I'm, my knees and hips are just in such agony right now, but I, I think it's all worth it, well worth it. Because this was a hell of an interview. Uh, and I think... An interview. <laughs> hey, this is a hell of an episode. Oh, my mind is just all over the place. But this was a hell of an episode, and I think it, for it being the Sidney Crosby episode, we definitely did it justice. This may be one of our better... Um, free-flowing episodes without a guest i think this i will go as far as to say that this is our best non-guest episode ever wow yeah mark it down guys so an episode fit for a player like said the kid plenty more to come so stay tuned catch us next week same time same place same launchers cheers lads and lads cheers